Ask the Podcast Coach for October 3rd, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you, and happy uh, Thanksgiving Proclamation Day, by the way. Today, 1863, the then-President Abraham Lincoln declared Thanksgiving would be the fourth Thursday here in the United States, anyways, the fourth Thursday of every month. Why that's important? Because Black Friday would follow next. Oh, that's and right. All, right? Are, are you starting to you starting to prep for your Black Friday? You starting to look kind of like, hey, what kind of things am I going to look for well, on Black Friday? Well, I know that they've already October. I want to say thirteenth and fourteenth is Prime Day. Yeah. So yeah, that really was what kicks off the Black Friday season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call it that. That, By the way, no one's ever done that before. I'm now declaring a Black, <laughs> Black Friday, Friday season. It's about what it is. Everybody does it, right? For like a month, maybe two, everybody's talking about Black Friday. You know what also is black? Is this coffee pour. So let's uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit. Here we go. Dave, who, who's sponsoring the pour? The, uh, the pour, of course, is brought to you by the one and only Mark over at podcastbranding.co. I'm going to see if I can do this. Can we put, now that I've got something white in the corner. Ooh, look at that. Oh, that looks better. That's exciting. Uh, Hey, Mark, if number one, Mark's a great podcaster. He's been podcasting for a while, but he's been doing graphic artists, uh, artistry, uh, forever. Uh, he's been doing a very long time award-winning and it's so easy. If you want anything to look great, whether it's New artwork. If you need a logo, if I guess I could get my talking points out of the shot, that would be good too. Um, geez, Louise. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, works. <laughs> but if you need uh, a lead magnet, if you need a book, anything that you want to look great, it's super easy. It's a three-step process. Number one, you go over it. You talk to Mark at podcastbranding.co. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you're looking for. Tell him about your podcast. He really wants to know the details because he wants to make sure it fits. And then number two, he gets to work and he designs it and he presents it to you and says, hey, here's here's this, this, that, and that. And when we did the podcast rodeo show, he gave me a couple designs to uh, pick from. And then number three, you pick the one you want and you put it out into the wild. And it's been interesting. I've been doing kind of a book tour this week with uh, you know my book coming out. And I've had more people because behind me, is the logo for the School of Podcasting designed by Mark over at podcastbranding.com. And I have more people go, man, that is a cool logo. And I'm like, got to go talk to Mark at podcastbranding.com. Well done. done. Yeah. So uh, tell him Dave and Jim sent you. Again, podcastbranding.co. It's the way to go. (laughs) That's so so slick. You should go into the jingle business. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So um, let's see what's going on. Thanks to all the people already out in the... um, the comment area here. If you want to join in, I, I don't say this enough. Ask the podcast coach.com slash join. You, you can, get a little ticker, don't you? That you can. Yeah, you can actually I could when I think about that. And uh, if you want to, if you have a question, you can jump in live. I know uh, Jason Bryan is here. Jason has some really cool stuff going on. If you want to jump in, uh, I know Fred had mentioned what I thought of Adam Curry and he, because this week, of course, was International Podcast Day, and unfortunately, 
I have this day job that kind of gets in the way at times. And uh, I could not, I wanted to listen to International Podcast Day, especially with Adam Curry. And just, you know, all the time I would, I would pop over for two seconds. And then I was like, I can't, I can't, I wish I could. I really, really wish I cannot listen to podcasts and troubleshoot tickets at the same time. I just, my brain cannot handle that, uh, that much info and it's hard to do. It's hard to do that kind of detailed work. You know, if you're going to have things on in the background, you pretty much have to, for most of us, I think be resolved. You can't do both at the same time. Like you're going to either work or you're going to kind of listen or, I mean, it is helpful to have some things on in the background. I think that I think some people find that more focusing to have something else happening and then focusing on the work. Now your mileage might vary. But yeah. it, that, that's a tough thing to do, Dave. I, I don't, I, I don't reckon if you get in and listen, we're really single tasked human beings. People say multitasking. It's really can't. not true. No. Yeah, not true. And the other thing I should mention is uh, back in 2017, this, this little award came and sat on my desk and was like, daddy, will you go get me a brother or sister, please? I'm lonely. And uh, I, uh, International Podcast Day was a good day for me. Uh, number one, my, my book, this is so fun. Uh, it's so big fish in a very small, I was the number one new release in the blogging category of Amazon. So that was fun. And then I, the school of podcasting won for best technology in the people's choice awards, uh, podcast awards, people choice. What is the, the official name of the podcast awards in the technology category? Okay. So, uh, thanks to, uh, Dave and Dave. Thanks to Dave. Yeah. Thanks to me. Yeah. And, uh, and to Todd and everybody over there, Mike and well, you know, all those guys, it's a lot of work. And I don't know if Todd got any death threats this year. That's always kind of fun, but uh, that was a cool way. Cause I was actually in the middle of a live group coaching thing at uh, the school of podcasting and Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast shot me something in Slack. And I was like, Hey, I think I just won a podcast award. So nice. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. I'd love to see ask the podcast coach win something, maybe best live Saturday morning <laughs> show at 1030 Eastern. Well, that takes callers. We'd be number there you one go. in that category. Right. I, I think, yeah. So. And especially if we said with host named Dave and Jim, I think we'd be a shoe in. Oh, for sure. For that. Yeah. One. yeah. We're that already one. number one. We let's proclaim it and put it on the bottom of your website. I'm <laughs> sure that'll help us. Listeners, yeah. Um, so, uh, did you actually let's is let's talk about YouTube? Yeah, I was going to say. Can we uh, talk about YouTube? Yeah, YouTube so, is. Go ahead. Yeah, so last week, uh, YouTube kind of de- declared, and they've been they've been talking about this for a while. Like this isn't new in the in the area of what they're trying to do to protect people, but uh, they kind of announced they're going to start clamping down with some AI in areas of sites where their their uh, uh, YouTube embeds, like you take your YouTube video and embed it on a third-party site. And if if their AI determines that it needs AIDS verification, so things like alcohol and tobacco and some of those other areas, right? Anything uh, that's been deemed age-appropriate where they need to have some kind of age verification, they are going to redirect you back to YouTube to validate your Google ID, and uh, and you're gonna have to make sure that you sign in there. Uh, that piece um, that piece is rolling out uh, here as we go. They've kind of uh, from an article on the Verge, they're kind of already talking and pre-positioning themselves uh, that uh, they're gonna make mistakes. <laughs> they yeah. Go, hey, 
this stuff is hard. We're going to make mistakes. Kind of get ready for that as this this age verification things rolls out. So it'll be interesting. It may already be in place and rolling out right now. But just know if you are using your, uh, if you are using, like for me, I have on the live page, I have the, my videos posted there, the average guy.tv slash live. I post our videos there. That's where somebody tries to watch it after the fact and it's been deemed age appropriate and they want to validate the, 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 uh, the age, they're going to send you back uh, for it and it's going to apply. So we'll have to see how it goes. Of course, they've been, you know, YouTube has been uh, working on this idea of these content providers who provide, you know, you have to now specify in YouTube, I create content for children. I don't create content for children because they've gotten busted a bunch. They've come down, especially here in the United States, they've come down uh, or have been come down hard on uh, videos that are not, are not age appropriate and kind of going after some people who are doing some, eh, not some great stuff. Right. And so I'd, I'd rather err on the side of protection here. I'd rather try to protect the kids and have some mistakes than not protect them at all. Uh, and so I'm not saying it's good or anything, but I'm just saying if, if you, if you have this going on, cause some, some podcasters do, and you get some complaints from people that are listening, that's what's happening. Yeah. And you can, you can just like with the, with the copyright strike or just like with when, when they say, Hey, you're playing some music or whatever, or a trademark or not trademarks, not the right one, but copyright, I think is the right one. When they when they hit you and they you just you can go in and dispute this so you can go into the control panel and dispute the settings so your mileage may vary and I think Dave they're probably going to tweak this thing over the next yeah. year to figure out how to get it right so they got some work to do but yeah. I, I think it's important to know as podcasters if you're pushing your stuff out to YouTube uh, th- those things could be happening yeah and keep in mind YouTube and podcasting while they're both content creation models. I think the fact that YouTube is a centralized location, like everybody ties into the same YouTube, whether it's the app, it's that one place with podcasting, you, it's, it's scattered. You, you get it in all the different apps, but we're all not using the same server, the same. So it's a little harder to police that way and things of that nature. So as much as people are going oh, if they're coming for, you know, YouTube, they're going to come to podcasting next. I'm like, mm. I'm not sure that's the thing, but I'm with Jim. This is going to take a little while to, and there's going to be people complaining because this is so obviously not for kids, but it got flagged for kids because I said Barney in it and I'm talking about my co-host or, you know, who knows? I talk about cigars. And yeah. We, I've mentioned them here and I talk about them from time to time in, in, um, uh, the or in a uh, home gadget geeks. And that's, obviously a tobacco product and, right. you know, for a lot of sites we do a, we kind of do, you know, the opposite of, we, we do a beer pour on a home gadget geeks. Now I do it in the pre-show and that's not a part of the show that I moved to YouTube, but I am streaming it on YouTube when we're doing it. And so, you know, Hey, that's if, if you go in the United States, if you go to an alcohol site, um, they're going to, they're going to do an age verification for you right up front before you jump in. Yep. In, in almost all cases, you're going to have to verify your age. Now that's your, your self-reporting. Like they're not checking your ID. Right. right? But, but um, uh, those kinds of things are happening. So hasn't happened to me yet, Dave, but I definitely, because, because we talk about tobacco and because yeah. we talk about alcohol uh, on our show, yeah, there's a, there's a chance to get flagged on that. You know, Hey, the other thing YouTube is doing, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but 
they're giving you the opportunity to publish your, and this has been there, but now it's kind of flagging you for it. They're giving you the opportunity to say, Hey, maybe I should publish this thing as unlisted first. Mm. Let it run through the Google juice, right? To get all, to figure out if that's going to happen before I publish it to my subscribers. Cause so many uh. people publish live right away and then it gets flagged and they've, they've put it in stuff and it's, you know, they've put it in their websites and all those kinds of things. And so they're actually recommending it through the process flow. Hey, do you want to publish this unlisted? Let us look at it first. And then we'll tell you, we'll send you a note when it's, when it's done. So that's been a change, I think in the last maybe month or two where they're with part of the new interface, they're kind of recommending. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, you know, so I did that two, uh, three weeks ago. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. So I let it run and I totally forgot. And uh, like Monday came around and I'm like, oh, I never published this thing. So it was <laughs> unlisted the whole time. Right. So mm. that's not great either because you want to. Yeah. You know, it's more work. It, yeah. It's a, it's a follow-up step that yeah. you got to make sure you, you, you get into. So, um, yeah. So there's some changes going on at YouTube. Uh, I, I don't know how many, I'd love to hear in the chat room, uh, how many of you are using YouTube as well to publish your content? So in a podcast, making it audio, are you also publishing some form of it to YouTube chat room? Let us know. Yes or no. Just like to get an idea how many out there this affects. Yeah. And, and bangs is saying, I really don't need so much protection. Yeah. See, that's, yeah, they're not protecting bangs though. That's the, that's the thing they're protecting people. Listen, there's plenty of really bad stuff on YouTube and I would rather err on the side. This is not his opinion, by the way, it's mine. Yeah. I would rather err on the side of protecting uh, people than not, on that. And so, you know, that's a, that's a debate you can get into your preferences uh, uh, may vary. You can run your YouTube channel, however you like, or go somewhere else, right? You can, you can, if you don't like what YouTube is doing, you can go, Oh, there isn't any other place to go. That is kind of a problem, Dave. Cause yeah. I was on it. I was trying to add a post the other day that had gotten flagged. You know, I, I've mentioned this story here before I had the NFL playing on the background in the background. My yeah. guest did got flagged, taken down. It's not in my post. So I thought, well, I'll just go to, just go to Vimeo, right? I'll just go, I'll go post that video on Vimeo. Well, okay. Vimeo is a little different than it used to be, right? They yeah. have restrictions and they're really trying to push you into their paid plan. So you could go and play. I guess there's some other places you could go to. There's a, there's a cryptocurrency based video service out there that you could go to. But I mean, YouTube really does have a, have a monopoly in this space. So it has some concerns. I, the, the, the good news is we do have a few choices in this and you don't have to use them. Yeah. It, uh, the chat room saying that some people are, and some people are not, uh, we'll probably be hearing from Mr. Naughty bits in the future. Cause he's saying right now we have the wrong end of this dog. And he, and he used, he used a really big word that I've never heard of apology, apologia, which sounds like some sort of Disney character or, or country. We went over to the land through the river Upon the crest of Apologia, we saw Sir So-and-So. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe I, I, so. I did want to, this is a, a question that was asked a, a while ago, uh, and that is, uh, trying to remember, does Dave like or not like Divi? This is one of those opinion things. Uh, I know Jason Bryant, who's in the chat room, who can come in anytime now. Uh, <laughs> he said he was going to come in. Um and for me, I just, the good news about Divi, you can do anything. I mean, anything, uh, it will do your laundry. The bad news about Divi is it's, 
there are times when I don't need that much options. I want this to be a black background, this blah, blah. And it just seems like they go into now developers love that. Uh, Mark, I know is a big Divi fan for me. I like Elementor a little more than uh, for me. A great combination for a WordPress site is Elementor and second line themes. Uh, that's what I've been using. Um, but on the other hand, Divi, you know, six one way, half a dozen, the other, I did realize that I made one page with Divi using the Divi plugin, not the Divi theme, and then accidentally turned off the Divi plugin. And that page just turned into a bunch of gobbledygook. So that's kind of the same thing with almost all these page builders. You're kind of marrying them so that if you decide to later switch, you, in fact, I've seen where there are tools that will convert Divi to like back to WordPress because it's on its own kind of ecosystem. So I'm not, I'm not against it. Just for me, when I used it, it seemed to kind of slow down my website a little bit. Uh, and again, that could have easily been operator error. Maybe I was doing something wrong. Uh, but um, for me, I'm kind of a, eh, it's okay. Just not my favorite. So um, what else is going on in the chat? Hey, what do you think? Uh, let me, let me ask you about uh, this. I've been, I subscribed to this audio uh, burst service. Have you, have you uh, heard yes. of that before? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it, but I haven't used it yet. So I basically gave them the, the ability to count whenever I post something new that RSS feed automatically pulls it into audio burst. And it's a lot like clamor in the sense that it's, I think its goal is to create little snippets of your show and they're trying to find them automatically where clamor, you had to put them in yourself, right? You had to go out and find them and, and get 30 seconds of your, of your show in this, they're actually trying to do some things. They're also a transcription service, which I've looked at their transcriptions and they're average. They're, they're okay. They have, they have a free plan that gets you some stuff and the rest of it's paid, but, but they are making kind of a run at this idea and you can see it right there where they're trying to grab little, little important snippets of your show Mm -hmm. and serve them up to you in some form. You can go in and edit them and do some of those kinds of things. Clamor tried this in largely unsuccessful. The the idea, I think we all think the idea of little audio, um, we, in, in the, in the business, you know, Gallup, we call those pull quotes, right? When you, right. when you publish an article and you put the little, the little quotes up there, these idea of audio pull quotes we're pulling out, it seems like that should work. It just doesn't seem to get any traction though. When we actually try to do it. See, that's, I, I have heard, uh, Charlie over at the business of podcasting has had a couple serious SEO guys on Charlie himself is really into marketing and loves to test things. And we all were like, Hey, this headliner thing is like the best. And I know Libsyn just had a, a webinar on um, headliner and nobody's really seeing huge results. Yeah. If any, at this point, it's like, it seems like it makes, it should make sense. Like, Hey, a short little snippets, you know, everybody's saying how people's attention spans are getting small. And, you know, um, there, there is some indication that if I make a video snippet and I add uh, transcriptions to it and I put it on Facebook, there does seem to be some indication that that gets some traction because people are, people are, um, uh, you know, doing other things, going to the bathroom and watching their, you know, they're, they're watching these things. They don't want the volume on. And so they're watching it with the words going, but um, I, I, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know what's going for. It looks like we got Jason in here. Let's bring him in. We do have Mr. One and the only Mr. When you, when you hear the word wrestling, you think Jason Bryan, and that really is the case. When I hear horses, I think Glenn, when I see anything about video games, I think of Danny Pena, there are certain words and things that, uh, you know, immediately make me think of certain people. And when I hear, especially college wrestling, I'm like, you know what? I bet Jason has his toe in this somehow. So Jason, Brian, how are you, buddy? I'm just enjoying my morning coffee pour from a, from a podcaster mug everywhere. You know, we remember uh silent Bob from NMX. Well, this was his show. And uh, as a patron, I definitely use this. This is one thing I love coffee mugs for, uh, for patron. Yes. Or <laughs> things like that. So yes, uh, Dave. And when I think of white spandex photos, I think of Dave Jackson and podcast. So, so uh, yeah, by the way, Jim, I also made sure I put my humidor out behind me. So Thank you, uh, you can Thank see you. that right up on the bar. That is uh, don't, just don't do the T word. Don't they, mention the T word. They may or may not be legal in the United States. <laughs> I will leave that up to you. If, if that particular brand that uh, may I, come I from a place that sounds like Chevan, uh huh. Um, I know yeah. where you've been. I know yeah. I've been following you. I know where you've been, which well, is pretty great. I, maybe I should get an invite to come over and enjoy one with you. Well, I think as I, this this place is now it's fine. You know, years I've been talking about building yeah. this thing. It's the first time it's made its appearance here on on the the uh, Ask the Podcast Coach. Because normally I when I listen, I'm upstairs with my laptop or my tablet or my phone, and I've already been to soccer practice this morning for my four year old. So, wow, the day has started early here on Saturday. But, Dave, but you, his blue is a lot like your blue. Uh, that you're that yeah. you're right a little dark blue a little bit yeah thing. mine's yeah. a little it's called honorable blue in um, case you're wondering from my, sherwin williams mine is called deep breath so wow there we Meaning go if you hold it that's what color you turn <laughs> i think that's it i think it is mm-hmm. yeah i think it is i, oh, I want to know how entertaining is four-year-old soccer games that's got to be amazing well it, it's not a game so okay. it's just practice so um i missed out last week because i was actually at an event in in iowa i was actually working a wrestling event socially distanced of course and uh so i i missed out on the first one Ooh, and apparently there was basketball going on with it so uh today was just a couple kids so um the kids that we see at the park at the, my my youngest daughter's montessori school that uh, you know, we play at the park after school. Uh, parents are all socially distanced. The kids, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, we're in there watching. We're all our, wearing our masks alongside. And it was a, this former college soccer player um, at, a, at a Division three school here in Minnesota just teaching the kids. And uh, I'm pretty pleased with my daughter's, uh, I guess, balance right now because she, she can do the, the tip and the tip and the tip. And uh, her attention span's pretty good. So it's not like six-year-old T-ball where when you're at a T-ball game for your six-year-old, uh, there's a sandcastle on second base. And I mean, I'm not, he's not building a sandcastle. He's putting it on second base. So <laughs> those with young kids, I'm, I'm, my girls, I don't know if they're going to get into the swinging bat sports yet. Uh, I'm not pushing them in that direction. Both my girls asked to play. Ruby asked to play soccer and Lucy, my oldest, asked to join karate. So we'll see how those go. There we go. So... But meanwhile, in the world of wrestling, we were kind of yes. talking the other day that you've done something that that not only promotes the shows on your network, but also just the general wrestling population. Right. So years ago, as we all know, that Dave and Steve Lee created an amazing thing called at 
at first National Podcast Day, which morphed into International Podcast Day. And as if anybody knows that when this show is on, I'm always definitely, hey, good morning, all. I mean, I've watched this show from, I think, 10 different countries at this point, and I've made it abundantly clear whatever I'm watching from a different location, I let everybody know. That's a little bit of the podcaster ego involved. And hey, look at me, I'm over here. So, and you know, it's when you listen to other people's shows, oh, I got mentioned, cool. And then you retweet it and stuff like that. But um, in this case... I looked at Dave and Steve uh, with International Podcast Day this year, and I was, I've always made a point to consume the content because I, I love what it does for the community, uh, especially independent podcasters. Because while there is, uh, you know, I did get a notification from Spotify on my phone saying, Hey, celebrate International Podcast Day. I'm like, considering some of your bigger shows aren't technically podcasts, I found that rather interesting, <laughs> but we won't go there right now. So I, I looked at what I could do. I'm like, okay. Uh, because I've noticed this disconnect between my sport and we we're now we've got we've had 120, 121 shows come and go. Uh, of course, we know that, you know, I'm counting them all. So I'm like, well, what what can I do to bring my people, the people that ask me the questions into this world of Dave and Jim and and, you know, knowing it, Blueberry, Libsyn, Spreaker to, to basically kind of close that gap between, you know, me feeling a lot of these questions or seeing my friends start shows and, and, and without even asking me. And I'm just like, no, why did you do that? So part of it is is outreach in terms of let's let's close the gap. Let's bring people from my wrestling world into an environment where they now are uh, they have access to people like you guys uh, to, to basically say, Hey, podcast space, meet the wrestling space. Let's, let's do some good together. So <laughs> that was part of it. And it wasn't all about my network too. This was about just kind of a, a, an outreach. Cause if I could have done my network, yeah, I could have just had Matt talk podcast network shows for the same amount of time. And I don't think anybody would have been completely disappointed. But what I did was, is I, I, I kind of took Dave and Steve's format that they kind of used a couple years ago doing the long. And I said, OK, I'm going to start at 9 a.m. and I'm going to end when I end. And my initial map of was like, OK, I can do this for nine or ten hours. Yes, nine or ten hours. I was going to s- subject myself to an online stream talking about wrestling, talking about the shows. And then I started building the Google Doc in the, the, the uh, an hour increments. So I was going to do an hour. And then all of a sudden I got a demand. I put it out on Twitter. Anybody interested? Let me know. And then I sent the link to people signing up and they were doing one, you know, one hour blocks. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be able to promote as many people as I want on this. So I broke them in the 30 minute blocks. I think I ended up having 26 different podcasters over the course of 15 hours. I took uh, the 930 session was actually wide open. So I started for 30 minutes, was off for 30. And then I didn't stop until 6 p.m., had an hour dinner break, downloaded my files and then come back and start at 7 and then we didn't stop until 1 a.m. because once we were done, we did what was a we, we call it recovery time and in, in wrestling. There is injury time where you get hurt. You got a minute and a half to uh, to get better or else you lose. Well, recovery times when you get slammed on your head uh, in an illegal move and you have two minutes to recover. So I'm like, OK, let's recovery time is going to be our happy hour because happy hour is kind of overused in some respects, sure. especially with Zoom. So. Uh, we had a photographer buddy of mine in California, so it wasn't late for him. It was like, you know, 830 when he joined in. But ultimately, I, I had 20, 26 show or 26 guests representing 24 shows over 15 hours. And they weren't all just Matt Talk shows. So basically, it was open for anybody. If there's people that have had 300 shows, there are people that have had four shows. And I was very agnostic in terms of who gets in, who gets out. It's basically first come, first serve. If you've got something to talk about, some of them we doubled up on. We had two, two guests and one time we had only 
two real issues where you stream yard the entire time. That was going to be my um, question. How'd you do well, here's this? Here's the thing. I was, I was worried about it because, you know, I had played with StreamYard. I've used StreamYard for about two months now with some of my other shows. And I'm like, okay, this is a monumental task. First of all, my wife gets the credit for like, I told her about it two weeks before we started. I was like, I'm going to do this. She's like, okay. And then like three days before I'm like, you know, I've got this thing on Wednesday, right? Cause uh, my daughter goes to, my oldest daughter goes to, has a hybrid model. So she goes to school Mondays and Wednesdays and then every other Friday. Well, thankfully international podcast day fell on a Wednesday. So my, my oldest was out of the house for most of the day. So I could, I could do that. But, um, my wife was, was on Johnny on the spot when I, I had five minute sections. She said, Hey, why don't you take the last five minutes and put like a, uh, you know, I, you know, take a break. And I, I read that as put a slate up to be right back. So I did yeah. that. I could, she brought me lunch and coffee and things of that, that nature. So, uh, it was, it was a grind. I, mean, I tell you what, about three o'clock, I sent my wife a text. I said, can you bring me the eye drops? Because, <laughs> it, you know, it's one thing, you know, as an announcer, you know, I talk a lot anyway. So to be forced to talk as a PA announcer for like eight hours a day, it puts a strain because you're being forced to talk with a certain way. Now, when you're being forced to look at your computer screen and actively engaged, that first nine hours was just, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. oh, my face, oh, my face, my eyes. And then we come back around and, ooh, I mean, it was, it was a grind. I tell you what, though, um, and I did it live. So just in case, you, you know, using StreamYard, I sent it out to YouTube Live. I sent it out to Twitch. And I also sent it out to Periscope because I was going to use Facebook Live because that's where I think my audience is. Right. But StreamYard and Facebook aren't playing super nice right now. Right. And also, when you build a page through Divi, uh, I had the embeds up there. And the Facebook embeds, the Facebook max was, I think, uh, four hours or eight hours, one of the two. And I did, I had four different sessions. I'm like, this is just going to be, and I was going to have to email the guests. Here's your specific link. Here's your specific link. And then I was, I got on support with StreamYard and they're like, yeah, I'd suggest YouTube for something like this. So I had only two embeds to worry about, put them both up in advance uh, during that break, switched them out. You know, one's still in the bottom. And then I I tell you, the, the, the response I got through Periscope via Twitter was actually, you know, I've got, you know, 14,000 followers there. My personal account. I was really surprised on how the chat integration worked. And I was, you know, we were throwing them up on the screen using this format. And uh, it was something that I felt the, the wrestling community was, I, I, you know, the, the numbers weren't huge. I didn't get hundreds of viewers. I got total hundreds of viewers. But anywhere live, it was anywhere between 30 and, you know, 7, depending on how long it goes. And I noticed that the longer you're on Periscope, the less you get as far as their views. So if you're new, quick, hot, if you're using Periscope for, uh, through StreamYard or for, through Restream, uh, you know, short bursts are probably what get you the better views because for some reason they just kind of, they just kind of, I don't, I, my, my chat interactions were much limited, uh, much more limited when, as, as the show went on. Cause when I fired back up at seven o'clock, more Periscope uh, comments and stuff. So say so, what, it was a labor of love for sure. <laughs> well, that was going to be my question. So you put in all this work benefits, something you're going to do next year or, well, um, depending on what you mean by the term benefits. Well, like, did, it, did it pay off? I mean, is there enough I think social it payoff did because it wasn't, this wasn't about me highlighting my network. The whole point was, was this was to, to be honest. Yes. I'm the guy that's facilitating it. Yes. Matt talk online is my brand. Yes. I've basically kind of, I didn't, I don't want, I, I didn't invent podcasting. We all know that, but I kind of brought a lot of podcasts, wrestling podcast into the sport. So, 
Um, you know, when I started in 2008, there was one that I knew of. And that was not even a pot. That was a combat sports show that sometimes mentioned wrestling. And later on, I found out there's been a show in Western Iowa since 2006. So um, I found that I found that out like in 2015. Go figure. But I, I find the benefit is this was an out. You know, it was really more of an altruistic type of thing because it wasn't about me. I, I you know I did throw my Patreon up there. I think once or twice, but. I didn't want to take away from my guests because the point was to talk about what podcasting has done for their voice. Uh, why did they do it? Why, why podcasting has, has taken two people, the, the two be- people drinking beer, talking about wrestling. And two of them are, are legit media outlets. Now they get press credentials at the NCAA championships. So, and then it, it's, it's a super niche because we got somebody that's talking about the schools in the ACC, somebody that's talking about schools in just the quad cities. Uh, there's people that are talking about schools just in Iowa. There's talking about, you know, the, the wrestling fans in Michigan. We, we had the whole, you know, spectrum of it. And then I made sure to try to get as many different media outlets. I mean, flow wrestling and flow sports, they have a, a very popular three times daily morning show called flow wrestling radio live. I had one of their co-hosts on Ben Askren. He was an Olympian. He's been in, in Bellator and in the UFC. So to, to bring him in and then one of their other employees wow. down. And then I got track wrestling, which is kind of one of their rivals. They were in the morning, a couple newspapers that have shows. So to be able to promote what these shows are doing and how they, and from a journalism angle, how like a newspaper used to be one and done, file your story, you're done, how social media has evolved and now how they're using the podcast to go maybe long form where they yeah. may have 10, 12 inches in a newspaper to get a quick little story in. They can go 45 minutes and talk about, say, uh, the wrestler that's on the fringe of the, the coverage area uh, that, that that doesn't get the exposure and you can do a whole show with them. So uh, it was really, in my opinion, it was I use the term passion project a lot uh, that day, but it was really one of those situations that. I'm going to do it again next year, but I'm not going to do it the same way. I'm probably going to where Steve and Dave figured it out. I'm yeah. going to figure it out too. So I think I'm going to have co-hosts next year, host swaths of segments and I kind of hang back yeah. and moderate and, and not necessarily be just as involved. Be like, Ugh. but yes, Kyle co-host or five yeah. in this case. The other thing I wanted to ask you about, cause somebody asked about it earlier and Daniel, if you have a link, Daniel has an episode on different page builders. You're using Divi. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on Divi? I love Divi for a couple reasons, but I don't like Divi for a couple reasons. Now, the set it and forget it. If you have static pages, I love Divi for that because my homepage for years when when I was building on just a basic WordPress town, and of course it's WordPress, I'd, I'd have a category that was like main slider and it would show up in if you, you know, the theme that I was using was more of a magazine type of theme where you'd have four or five posts and then you'd have to go and take them down and then it was kind of disjointed on how you'd you'd be able to press play on the homepage. And then what Divi did is it gave me an option where I can do the homepage slider, the most 10 recent, um, because I can select, you know, most recent from those categories. But then because I have a network page and I have at, at one now, I have 18 active shows and then 19 retired shows. So you've got a slide. I actually could pull up the share screen. I can do that. Um, or you can bring it up either one, Dave. Um, com, but w- what it is, is you've got the, 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 the show art and the most recent show, and then you've got the social links that I build. And then I use the blueberry playlist. So if you go to my page, you can press play and listen to 18 different podcasts, but you can also listen to anywhere from five or 10 of their most recent shows by simply clicking it. So, uh, that's one thing that I don't have to touch that page at all, unless I want to add, 
say, you know, the LinkedIn International Podcast Day or, or things of that nature. Now, what I'm struggling with is the individual pages because I use Libsyn for my primary hosting on a bunch of my shows. And then I have Spreaker for some other shows. But I use the Blueberry Power PowerPress plugin to create a network feed. That means if you like all of these shows, so there's the homepage as Dave's got. So if you scroll down, um, I've got there, of course, there's a, the flagship shows get up there first. So they get the full, full width. Um, Rudis is on hiatus right now. But when you get scroll down to beyond the when you get to the double up. So there you see you've got some client shows. You've got the artwork. You know, sometimes the graphics don't exactly line up, but you've got the most recent five there, the most recent five there. You keep scrolling down. There's the most recent 10 there. So you can play all these, click them, and they'll all hit in the player. And that's through using, and Divi allowed me to do that. So, you know, with their short codes. Now, on the internal pages. Does, Jason, does Divi give you the jukebox features down below then as well, the players? or how I'm are, not, I, you know, the one that runs across the bottom? Yeah, the, the five don't have episodes that. on the bottom. Yeah, so, I, know, I think that's this, a PowerPress thing. This is, is all a PowerPress, PowerPress okay. uh, yeah. right. playlist okay. short code. Yeah. So you can go into Blueberry and be like, okay, I want category limit number. Do you want to show artwork? And that took a little jiggering, but this is what Divi allows me to do is I don't have to touch this page ever. Unless I want to change, uh, you know, I can use the Divi Builder on the front end. If you scroll back up to the top, Dave, I can explain that is um, like, you know, I've got the Podcast Academy a little bit further up. Um, so those that sidebars, I move these sidebars around and the graphics around there. I've got to, again, organize them because I just corrected that on the fly. But if you go to if you scroll through the next slider, not the. Uh, go back up to the the main slider section, recent episodes and posts and, you know, tab over past that press release. I'll give you an example of the show page that is kind of kind of where where am I headed? So or you can either click the the make a difference link, you can click or um because that that make a difference. Scroll down a little bit to I'll, the short time and okay. then click the big text where it says more. So in okay. there, that is a show page. So what I struggle here is is I've done this. This is a Divi template that when you build a page, build it in Divi. Initially I had players other places. And so now you see I've got the player here. Part of that is I'm still trying to figure out why Divi or where Divi reads the text field. Because initially I had the player up a little higher. And then when I pulled it into PowerPress, the show notes were pulling podcast, play a new window, download, embed, subscribe. All that stuff was in the show notes before the text. And I'm like, well, let's move that down so I can pull off. Say, I want the show notes to say Mike Dixon has a long career, blah, blah, blah. Well, now Divi's not reading that. They're reading the title. And I'm like, I'm trying to get with tech support, be like, hey, uh, which field when you build a text template will this plugin read? And they're like, it's third party. We don't know. I'm like, no, you have a whole tutorial on your page about Blueberry PowerPress. Don't give me this third party schlock. So I'm a little bit annoyed by the fact that if there is any type of plugin that is not theirs, they 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 claim ignorance right away. And, and so... Uh, whereas, and then I showed them and then they, I escalated. I'm like, look, don't, you know what you, you, you told me not to use this plugin. And that is your response. That was not the tech support answer I wanted. So 90% in love with Divi, the 10% I wish is they would be a little bit more. I mean, they, they, they pimp power press on their website in their, their knowledge base to say this, if you're starting a podcast, here's, here's a step-by-step how to set up power press with Divi yet. I'm trying, I gave, gave him screenshots. I gave him links. Like, look, this is when I did it this way. And this is when I did it this way. And they're like, uh, so I'm probably, I'm going to reach out to Mike Dell over at Blueberry to be like, okay, Hey, 
you guys obviously know a little bit about the Divi because, you know, their theme changes sometimes break your code and vice versa. So you're aware of it. That's the only drawback I have is if, if you know, but my, my master feed show notes are wonky donkey. So as my, as my daughter would say, nice. but otherwise from a state, uh, from a staging perspective, I mean, it's not just like, I, I don't auto post anything any, anymore. Like Libsyn can flow it yeah. there. Cause I like to build the show notes. Right. Uh, just, you know, and, and, you know, that way. And then, um, as far as your YouTube question earlier, I put it there, but I don't promote it. So Jason, you're using uh, Daniel's plugin as well. Social subscribe. Yeah. Follow. For the short time show, because again, yeah. with the network show, I actually haven't spent the time to ask Daniel any questions like, can that work with a network? I know he has been working on that thing for a while. Yeah. So, I, I, listen, if you, if you have some questions, I make it kind of work with my network. So I got some, I got some keys in there. It doesn't not native for everything, but there's some ways to get it done. So you can, you and I can have a conversation. If you well, what I did was, is the, one of the issues I had with the network page and why I went to a, to changing to Divi templates versus just using the stock page. And then, you know, that populates just fine. Well, on the, on the sidebar of the stock page was only the short time subscribe links where, so if you're listening to the Virginia tech show and the subscribe links are on the side, your that link doesn't subscribe to your Virginia tech. It subscribes you to another show. So, uh, that's why I changed up the format to like use the Divi builder, use this loaded template and stuff like that. So uh, I love Daniel's plugin. I've had it for probably five years or as long as he's ever had it yeah, yeah. Uh, in regards to that. So uh, for, worth, for worth every time. cent, by the way, worth every yeah, cent. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, really good and extendable. Like I've got it, you know, on my site, I have it both on the front page and then I have a subscribe page. You could, I could really customize those links to go just about anywhere. And it just shows some great graphics. He just updated it too with a bunch of new, uh, with a bunch of the new ones as well, including discord, which hadn't been out there for a while, but it is now. So if you haven't checked it out, social subscribe, am I getting that right? Social subscribe and follow, right? Or you can go to school of podcasting.com slash subscribe and follow. There we go. Nice job. Nice. Do that. (laughs) Do that as well. Jason, thanks for the thanks for the update. Uh, by the way, I'm going to do a, we're doing on Home Gadget Geeks. We're doing an all day barbecue grill and smoker kind of virtual meetup. So it's not all day. I won't be podcasting all day, but it's eight to eight, so it's going to be a twelve hour deal. So I was listening intently as you were talking about. Now I have some breaks. We have some built in breaks. We're going to live stream smokers and some other stuff. So it's not all day, but are you going to put one in at the start and then eat it at the end? Yeah. That's the, that's well, oh, did I just, I just steal your thunder there? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. That's, that's the whole, the kind of the whole point is we'll, we have an open at 8 PM uh, central or I'm sorry, 8 AM central. We'll do dry rubs and what we're doing to put together. I've got a bunch of folks doing this. Then we'll put them on at noon. We'll check them. So there's a live check. There's a, you might want to join us for this. There's a cigar smoke at three o'clock. If you want to just jump in and enjoy a cigar with some, with, with some fellows. When are we coming then, up on that again? What's the date? Uh, uh, it is coming up October 24th. Head out to the average guy.tv and, and the most recent episodes got some details on it. Yeah, what do you That's know? I, I, yeah. believe, I believe I'm available because you uh, might want to join us for that. It's not like, I mean, there's one, I got a wrestling event coming up this coming week in Iowa, but I've had three since March. So uh, you don't have to be there all day. It's not like I'm doing anything, but <laughs> I'm just but, picturing Jim, like, like coming over to the grill or the smoker or whatever. It's like, it's time to eat the brisket or whatever it is. And it's just like, let's check the, let's check. I just, I just, I'm seeing channel channel his inner Bob Ross meets like grill guys meets guy Fieri meets, you know, Oh, it's all just 
pretty black bark. You know, that's what Dude, I'm it's going to be delicious. <laughs> the, the, I'm hoping I get four or five of these going all at the same time. So, you know, we we get it started and then there'll be a smoker cam going all day where everybody, you know, I'll be featuring different smokers going on during the, and then right after lunch, we'll meet to, to do a progress check and then we'll smoke scars at three. And then in the evening we'll have pictures and talk about it. Maybe even some live taste testing of what, uh, of what guys have grilled. So October 24th, if you want to join it, the average guy TV, the most recent episode, I think 462 is published and there's some link, there's some details. In I get your, I get your speaker notifications. So I know when you go live. So if I, if <laughs> nice. I, the kids are, if we're done with dinner and the kids are, or I can come down and pop it up. But it's one thing, a long I, day. Yeah, one long thing day. I did want to add about Streamyard real quick for those who are curious about it. Uh, this is where I found a limitation. If you're going to do it all day thing, uh, I, I streamed a Twitch and I'm really glad I did because that, saves your i mean if you said you gotta make sure you save it you click the setting and you save it yeah. my audience isn't there so i'm not really worried about um where they're if they're going to find it because i'm going to repurpose this stuff and put it up as separate shows uh because it, it it's it's good stuff to repurpose because not everybody's going to go back and see it live i unlisted the youtube right now so if you watched it and you're on the page you can go find it because i want to go back and repurpose that uh, for some monetization purposes, but StreamYard, even I'm at the middle, I'm at the paid level, but I'm not at pro. I'm at basic right. and they cut you at four hours. So if you're trying to build out right embeds and right shows, I went back to pull it down off of StreamYard and I stopped at four hours and the, the professional is only at eight hours. So my first session was nine hours. I would have missed that. So uh, you can pull it off of YouTube live or you can pull it off of Twitch. So one thing that I love StreamYard, I think their audio quality when you pull it down on a show is, is, is good enough. Uh, you know, I can do some, you know, it's not, you know, dual channel, it's not multi-track, but it is, it is good enough for me to have used it on my shows in the last two months. But again, if you're looking to archive it, be aware of what you're paying for. Uh, I didn't read there what, what I get too, too great when I, when I bought it and I tried to reach out to see if there was anything, but uh, that's what I had. So uh, those are the two things I got. Jason, uh, unfortunately we're up against a commercial break. So thanks for <laughs> jumping in here. How do you like that transition? Jason, great to hear from you. Uh, hope to see you on the 24th. Come out come out and join us. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy right. your coffee pour, and uh, we'll talk about how awesome uh, people are. All right, man. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate it, Jason. Thanks for jumping in. We we do. It, man, it, we went 45 minutes, Dave. I am dying. Let's do it quick. <laughs> what do we got? Yeah, we're going to thank our awesome supporters, and we're talking about, and we have some news about our awesome supporters, which is kind of cool. Um, First of all, if you want to be the teacher's pet, still have uh, one-on-one consulting at a discounted rate. This is all at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Uh, but we always thank our $20 supporters. Uh, Jim, you played last week with IndieDropIn.com. I did. I did. did. I heard back from him too. And any anything to report at this point? No, because I have a tech show and they're not ready for tech shows yet. But yeah. they, they emailed me almost immediately and said, hey, we're still working on that. There's some shows out there. So I submitted it. Within an hour, I had I had some information back. So they're definitely paying attention over there. I'm excited when they do start accepting tech shows. Nice. And uh, Kim Kradji over at Toastmasters101.net. If you are a person that is kind of worried about talking in public or just putting yourself out as a podcast, Toastmasters is a great way to kind of get your, your foot in the door, your toe in the water, whatever it is. Uh, check it out, Toastmasters101.net. Shane at Spyberry, check this out. Now, Shane always promotes Spyberry here. He also has Torpreneur. He has a show about East Germany, and it was on the front page of, let me pull up my my notes here real quick. I'll put this in the chat room. He was on the front page of like ChinaDaily.com, and they mentioned, which is like the top, 
like podcast or not pod. It's like the top news source or something like that in China. And he got mentioned is his show is um, something G radio G mm, it's in the article radio GPR GDR G something with Germany. Um, But uh, I want to say GDR that could be wrong. Um, But congratulations to Shane. That's his third podcast now. And I will get the link here when I get done thinking the other awesome supporters like Michael Delaney at baby mountain radio, check him out, baby mountain radio.com Ed Sullivan, which you'll be seeing very soon. Uh, Jim, over, yeah, two, it's about 10 days. Yeah. Soniccupcake.com. Do we have a name for the tour? Did you, I, I think it was, well, I'm going to be on a cigar authority, so maybe we'll just call it the, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't because now we just got flagged on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Carl White at life in the Carolinas podcast.com. Max Trascott up in the air at aviation news talk.com. Glenn, the geek Hebert over at horse radio network.com. Greg, if you're looking for some uh, financial help, uh, he teaches financial wellness over at debt shepherd.com. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to ask the podcast coach.com slash awesome. And, uh, Again, $20 will get your name read. There are other benefits. If you do like 10, you get your name on the website and things like that. And on occasion, we will th- we will thank everyone. But uh, wow, this day is going super quick. And there are tons of questions. There was um, somebody just kept spewing them here. Where, where did the one um, podcasting is mostly considered audio-based content. There are podcasts based on video as well. Is there any kind of prejudice or uh, I guess criticism in the podcast community of video-based podcasts? The only thing you'll have people that will like, if you're just a YouTube channel and you call yourself a podcast, there will be people like, it's not really a podcast because there's no RSS feed. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, Joe Rogan technically is no longer a podcast. It's the Joe Rogan show. He's no longer a podcast all the way to the bank. Yeah, exactly. You know, Uh, it doesn't matter. guys. doesn't matter. Um, Listen, he reached the pinnacle of for, for most podcasters, they would love to get, a hundred million dollars a year, whatever they're paying them. I forget what the number is. Uh, they'd love that. Everybody would love that. So let's, let's get away from whether it's a podcast or not. He's crushing it. And yeah. for now, listen, this is going to come and go like these kinds of deals come and go. This is not going to last forever. So we'll expect that to tail off and Joe will reinvent himself somewhere yeah. else. But yeah. man, to get, to get that kind of payoff. Good for you, Joe. And then uh, I've got another quick question. I see Jim's got something coming up here. Have you ever received a guest really interested in discussing the podcast theme instead of considering it a platform for self-promotion? Is it always about business? Have you ever had a guest really interested in discussing? Oh, in other words, like they're, they're, they're not coming on just to promote themselves. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, that's, that's up to you. I mean, if you, it's your job, again, you're the goalie. And if you got somebody that's just like, well, in my book, I say this. And in my book, I say that you're like, all right, either a cut it out in editing or just stop the interview and go, Hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a chance to promote your book. You don't need to keep promoting the book in every answer. Or if they're just, you know, just, you know, it's, it's like I said in my book on cha- in chapter five. Yeah. Yeah, that's and even that's not always bad, you know, when they're doing that. You can always kind of turn those things maybe with a little bit of editing. But yeah, we get I mean, I have vendors on all the time on Home Gadget Geeks that that, you know, they they'll talk about their stuff, but we get more than just the business end of it in the conversation. So part of it is in the way you interview too. Like you gotta be ready for that interview and you gotta be able to ask them questions that don't just tee up. I mean, if you're starting like, hey, you said in your book that 
right? Yeah. I mean, because if you're having somebody on, you obviously read the book, hopefully, or maybe not. Maybe that's a way to do it where you don't mention the book every every other time. But yeah, I think you can. Yeah. Um, and Jim, what do you have here? We're sharing your well, screen. This is, a, this is a great example of that where we had uh, we had the one of the engineers from Unraid uh, on Home Gadget Geeks. And then they promoted it on their website. They, mm. their social guy is on top of things. And so for the, for a long, for the longest time, we were the first, we were in the first spot, right. When we, when that first came in, it's, but you know, we've moved our way down, but a really nice, you can kind of see me in the upper, you know, right, right up in here, a little bit of me, but one of our listeners, Mike Weger, my co-host, but that's the kind of thing that can happen when you partner with some of these things and, and you, you, you get a really good company to do this. They'll promote it on their own website. And, you know, you'd mentioned that one before during our, uh, the supporter segment, this has happened. This just recently happened to us. So you can, nice. those kinds of things can be beneficial when you, when you got some good partners. Yeah. Um, Mystic asks, have I seen the new zoom contract, uh, eight? Yeah. We talked a little bit about it last week. I actually have one on the way from zoom for me to play with. So that'd be cool. It looks a lot like, you know, they've kind of, you have the, the P4, which is a great portable recorder as well as an interface. And you can tie in, uh, you know, the phone and things like that. The P8 looks number one, who's going to have six people in the same room with you. But I guess if you wanted to have four people plus a USB interface, plus a phone, you know, we're, we're in the, the realm of uh roadcaster pro territory there and it's a hundred dollars cheaper. So it doesn't have all the built-in effects and things that um, the road does. It has some, you have like a base in trouble and I think they have a DS or things like that, but yeah, it looks, looks promising. I'm, I'm just excited because these keep coming out and you know, they're just going to get better yeah. and cheaper yeah. and you know, it's a good time for it. It's good. There's, there's a lot of good innovation going on around it. So now's the time to pay attention. I think in the, in that area, or if you're thinking about upgrading, oops, I spilled my coffee. Oh, it hit the mixer. It's time to upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jason had another uh, a point here about doing long shows, Jim. Um, be aware of your, uh, your earbuds. Yeah. Your well, headphones. and I, I specifically bought earbuds. I use earbuds. Why you are BUDS. They were kind of designed and developed by triathletes for working out for long periods of time. They're waterproof. They do some, you know, they've got some other uh, benefits to them. And they have, but they have a soft earpiece that's kind of molded to the ear. It's not custom molded, but they have a couple different sizes. And I have done, I've done a CES um, podcast for eight or nine hours with these things in, and have not had problems with my ears hurting. Um, they're they're getting harder and harder to find, but they they are. That's my brand of choice for going a long time. I don't, you know, again designed by folks who have them in four or five hours at a time. Those triathletes do these crazy brick workouts, you know, where they're swimming and running and biking for hours at a time. So, um, yeah, that's for me, uh, that was a necessity in the very beginning. And those have been great earbuds for that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Bangs is saying, Hey, uh, the China daily is run by the Chinese, the, the CCP. Nice. Um, yeah. it's a direct mouthpiece of the CCP and not a reliable source. I wasn't really giving a thumbs up on the source. I was giving a thumbs up on, Hey, here's something that gets a lot of exposure in China and Shane is on the front page. Yeah, um, so, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that was just more kudos of, Hey, you know, it's, it's like being mentioned in pod, like Jason got mentioned in pod news for his event, you know, and that's something that has a lot of, uh, you know, ears and eyeballs and things like that. I start off my morning, um, with Jay, um, uh, what's James 
has a uh, a thing for Amazon. James Cridlin. Yeah. So I have yeah. a thing where I, I ask uh, Alexa what's new, and that's uh, part of my news. Um, James will – I basically listen to that. And then I, I also have his newsletter. So a lot of times that way if he mentions something that I just listened to and I want to dig in deeper um, – you can go in and yeah, Bing says the, uh, the P eight, uh, the zoom P eight has an auto mix built in. So yeah, all that stuff you get, it's just like the roadcaster where you get separate tracks and then you have a stereo track. And then, you know, it basically, like I said, the only thing is the roadcaster has a little more control over that. So, um, and then I'm with Daniel, what's the roadcaster pro two going to be? Mm. And are they going to come out with a smaller version that's cheaper? Have you heard? Are they, are they? haven't heard a thing. Okay. Uh, but, uh, that should be, that's going to be the interesting. Cause at this point we're all like, Oh, look what zoom did. And it's one of those where you never know. And you know, it's, well, gonna, they'll leapfrog each other yeah. for a while. Right. And as they learn on these kind, listen, V1 had its problems and it, it always does. Yeah. Like uh, I'm kind of a wait till V2 kind of guy until they, they work out a lot of those problems or in Microsoft's case, you always wait for the third version to come out before you buy. <laughs> you never buy V1 or V2. If it's a Microsoft product, you always kind of wait till V3. Yeah. So, but uh, wow, it is time f- like went in warp speed today. We must be having fun. That's the, that's, that's it. the key, right? When it goes fast, you're having fun. Yeah. But uh, Jim, what is coming up on uh, the average TV? Yeah, so Mike uh, Weger, my co-host, uh, gives us kind of part two. If you're a ham radio guy, there's a lot of cool technology now in ham. He talks about some uh, antennas, and he's actually interfacing his ham radio to the computer, which this is not your father's ham radio uh, segment. And so um, super cool. We also talked about a little Microsoft to-do and uh, and a little Windows sandbox. So, And I talk about the meetup. So go to theaverageguy.tv. Look for uh, 462 and you'll get all those details, including a Dave Jackson inspired table of contents that Dave, you've inspired me to get that every single week. So you know exactly where to go. I've been trying today to add markers as we go along to make my table of contents easier. And I would like to say I have failed miserably yeah, because I am too busy listening to go, oh, we switched topics. No. That's what I use the transcripts for, by the way. That's an easy way to visually get the, yeah. I, I did that this week with a 90-minute uh, school of podcasting group coaching thing. And my, my the members like ate it up like, here's what we talked about in timestamps. And they're like, that was like the coolest thing ever. Uh, which was done automatically in Otter. I just uploaded the audio and then took the timestamps and posted the video. And they're like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, on the school of podcasting, uh, I'm going to I'm going to do something. All this content I created, but I did it on other people's shows. Uh, I've done a ton of people, a ton of book uh, interviews. And so I'm going to take maybe a question from each interview and put it into one episode so that I'm doing two things. A, I'm telling you about my book and B, I'm promoting the other people that help promote me. So that is, that's what's in my head as of right now at uh, 1030 or 1130 on October 3rd. So we'll see what happens between now and Monday. But uh, thanks to the uh, chat room, stick around for some post show.